0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael, and unfortunately, Molly is not with us this week, but we are so lucky to have um, our good friend and friend of the podcast, Kenzie Kaplan Guy, here with us today. Hey, Kenzie, how are you?
1: Doing well. How are you?
0: Doing well. I'm excited to talk some challenge here. Um, We are going to get into the finale of the Challenge USA Season 2, and the premiere coming up later uh, this week of the Challenge 39 Battle for a New Champion. Uh, So as one era of the Challenge ends, another begins, as it always does. (laughs) Um, But first, before we get into that, we have some news to cover here. Um, So let's get started on that. Um, So we have... Quite a bit of Bravo news here, um, which, Kenzie, I know you are involved in also, so um, we are uh, going to talk a little bit about all that. Um, first is that there was a news story earlier this week that um, from the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, the butler for that season, Marco Vega, has sued Bravo, claiming that Phaedra Parks and Brian Glanville sexually abused him during filming. So it sounds like there isn't necessarily much more than what we saw on camera that happened here. Um, You know, it was during, there was one night where they had a party um, and, you know, as Brandy tends to do, she got a little drunk and um, (laughs) started getting a little handsy with him, you know, making some comments, telling him to take his shirt off and and all that. Um, he did a a little striptease show for them. Um, and basically, he's claiming that you know Bravo, um, didn't uh, uh wasn't responsible in you know their al uh, monitoring their alcohol consumption, and um, and because of that, all this occurred. So. Kenzie, do you think to you that this is something that is a legitimate lawsuit, or is it just maybe trying trying to kind of get his fifteen minutes of fame again?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is always just such a tough subject. Like, I, male or female, I, what he's accusing them of is never appropriate, and so that's really tough. Um, in the instance, however. I feel like that was so long ago. Like I can't even place this guy in my head of like who he was. And so in my mind, I guess like, we never know what happens off camera, but nothing like struck as something that was overly inappropriate or something that was just like out of the norm for the House Fives universe and things like that. And so it is really hard. I mean, what, whether there's some truth behind it or it's completely false to make up a rumor and just get some quick money from Bravo like hopefully everything gets settled and nothing is like too overly damaging I guess is all I'd have to say on that
0: yeah no I mean there's been rumors in the last few days that there's this um uh Vanity Fair article I believe that's going to be coming out any day now (laughs) about Bravo and it's gonna be this bombshell reporting. And I think that maybe he was interviewed for that and maybe that's how this came out now. I I don't know exactly, but um, yeah, it is kind of weird timing. It's, you know, this aired last year and it filmed almost a year before that. So it's been quite a while since that happened. Um, but yeah we will we'll see how that unfolds um and and, and what happens there. but speaking of you know this potential reality reckoning if you will <laughs> um Bethany Frankel in the news again So she has announced that she is going to be doing a limited podcast series with Nini Leaks. um Bethany recently had Nini on her podcast Of course they talked all about you know they're both Former housewives uh, who have had some issues with the network since they left the show. Um, On the podcast, it sounds like they will be um, discussing, uh, it says their issues with one another. I don't know (laughs) what that's all about. Um, Friendships, womanhood, menopause, love, and more is what it says here. Um, That they will um, be doing this limited series called Bethanini. Okay, cute name. <laughs> um do you will you be listening? what uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that this is just kind of part of the reality reckoning and trying to you know have more platform weekly to discuss their issues with Bravo, or um will it kind of move on from from further than that?
1: Yeah, I will definitely not be listening. I am so over Bethany, particularly. I feel like she has 900 different podcasts, all with 900 different people, and none of them really seem to like hit the mark. I feel like her most successful one was with Raquel, and that was still really not that great, honestly. Um, and I just feel like we get it, Bethany, you don't like Bravo, you think it ruined your life or whatever, even though I feel like it's the complete opposite of that for both of them. And I just think they're looking for people to listen. And all I have to say is misery loves company. And I feel like that's exactly how this podcast blossomed and best of luck to them, but not interested.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I am in full agreement of all of that. I think that, you know, she had this dinner recently, speaking of the artist formerly known as Raquel. Um, She was there. um, Larsa Pippen was there, which is kind of strange as a current housewife to be kind of involved with the likes of all these people who are are bitter against Bravo. I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, There were were other random people there that I can't even remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, no, I think that, I mean, she... It just feels weird, this, you know, I don't have a problem necessarily with the messaging of a lot of what Bethany has said, but it's the messenger that's the problem And that this person who just months prior to starting this reality reckoning was trying to pitch a show with Bravo and it just feels like it. it's this, I don't know, bitter that maybe Bravo doesn't want her back anymore that you know she thought oh i can just come and go as i please you know she left when she wanted to the first time came back when she wanted to left when she wanted to again and then she thought oh i'll take you know some time off and then you know when i feel like this 15 minutes is up i'll just go right back and didn't expect the fact that they would turn her down and then now is trying to take the whole network down with her <laughs> So yeah, I just think that it's as much as they say that this is podcast is going to be about more than just Bravo. It's it's not. I mean, every episode I'm sure is going to have some sort of whether the whole episode's about it or not. It's everyone is going to have some piece of new information or claim that is going to they're going to try to put in the news every single week. And I think people are just over it. And...
1: Yeah, it's just very headline chasing to me. So, yeah, I mean, best of luck to them. Hopefully, it yeah. blossoms to be something great.
0: Hopefully. Um, next, we have here uh, Mauricio Umansky. So, he um, is currently on Dancing with the Stars, and he was spotted holding hands with his partner Emma Slater in what appeared to be a date between the two of them. Um, We kind of had a similar Dancing with the Stars situation with Harry Jowsey and Riley Arnold recently, where they were spotted holding hands. Um, So do you think there's anything to this, or is it just, you know, a typical Dancing with the Stars partner relationship and potentially, you know, trying to make headlines for Beverly Hills coming up tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one for me because as someone who watches Dancing with the Stars and is a dancer myself, I have definitely noticed a change in connection between Harry and Riley, especially this last week when they stepped out on the ballroom, like completely 180 of what he's been performing. And I think it's because they have a genuine connection. Um, when it comes to Emma and Mauricio, I don't have that same opinion. I don't feel like they're improving or connecting more or anything um, more serious. And so for me, that one's like just a little tough. It seems like it was just very media frenzy. But until I have all the details about Mauricio and Kyle's split and where they stand now, I feel like I just can't make a good estimate. And maybe it's me blocking out the fact that I've known Mauricio and Kyle's relationship for so many years now and I can't see it go anywhere else. but I toss up.
0: Yeah, I know. It is weird. It's just like this relationship. I feel like a lot of proper relationships, like you're like, oh, I could, I, I, you know, I could see them breaking up soon or whatever. Like, it's not weird when they do, you kind of see it coming. This one was such a shock that I think it's still so bizarre to see either of them with anyone else, potentially. But I mean, I, I kind of didn't think it was anything at first. Like, I was like, Oh, you know, they say that with a lot of Dancing with the Stars couples, and there's, you know, rumors and whatever. And you just get really close when you're dancing like that, you know, seven days a week. But just literally five minutes before we came on here, I saw that Kyle had deleted her Instagram post supporting Mauricio and Emma. And that got me, that threw me for a loop.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, this is new news to the table. That is Extremely interesting. And then almost adds fuel to the fire as if, yes, that is something that is very um, real and happening. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know their state or like what they've agreed to, what they don't. I don't know if they're trying to reconcile if they're not, but... I mean, if they're both, like, in the process of moving on, then just move on already. Like, don't hang on to something that's not serving you happiness. And so if this is something like that for Mauricio, like, obviously, I'm sad that him and Kyle are no more. But if that's the way it is, then sure. And if he's just trying to make Kyle jealous, then I think it's shady. So
0: mm-hmm. It is yeah. It's just weird because she was there the first night. Like it seemed like she was very supportive of him doing this, and she was you know posting to vote for him, and you know that really kind of to me made me think like oh you know this is whether they're you know fully together or not. Right now it seems like they're both supporting each other, and maybe that doing this show has made them go backwards in that sense. So we will see, Um, but. Last in the Bravo verse, um, former Real Houses of New York star Tinsley Mortimer, um, it was announced has uh, been secretly engaged to her um, fiance Robert Bovard, and they will be getting married in Palm Springs next or Palm Beach, Florida next month uh, on November 11, uh Yeah, November 11th. Um, so. We saw, obviously, her relationship with Scott, the coupon cabin guy on New York. Um, They obviously are no longer together. Um, So were you a Tinsley fan? Are you happy for her? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think I'm indifferent about Tinsley. It's not like I dislike her, but I also don't love her and I don't miss her by any means. However, I do feel like over the years of getting to see her on TV, I've really come to realize that she is someone who desperately looks for affection from a partner. And it really was hard to watch her keep going back to Scott knowing that that was just never going to work out. And so for me, I'm extremely happy for her. I know it's something she's been searching for for a really long time. And I am so curious because of how she's going to do her last name, because isn't her Mortimer, her ex's name?
0: Yes. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I feel like she's so known as Tinsley Mortimer. I can't imagine her changing her name.
1: (laughs) She's in that weird situation where now she has this recognition but I don't know if it's enough recognition to justify her keeping it. And like Tinsley such a unique name and she has such yeah. a unique look. Like I feel like people would make the connection and I think it would do it justice to her new bow that he, she's like really serious and she can forget the past. But I feel like Mortimer maybe like it just carries a lot of bad history with her. And so maybe I just hope to look for her for a fresh start with this. And I think that helps with her last name as well.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah maybe she'll like hyphenate for a while until people kind of get used to the Bovard part of it and then she'll drop Mortimer I don't know that is interesting I wonder what she'll do with that um but yeah no I'm I'm happy for her I'm glad that she got away from Scott and clearly that was unhealthy and I mean she literally she left the show for him and then like very very shortly after that I think they broke up and then they got back together for a while and they broke up again but it, it definitely seemed very on and off. And so um, it's crazy how long she was able to keep this relationship a total secret. It seemed like like I hadn't heard anything about this until like last week when this came out and they're getting married next month. So clearly this is not a brand new thing, <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad it, it that also makes me happy because he's clearly wants to be out of the spotlight you know isn't just with her for her fame and he was obviously either wanting to keep it a secret or okay very okay with keeping it a secret so I think that's a good sign and um and I'm sure the wedding will be beautiful
1: oh I can only imagine
0: <laughs> she's oh, been waiting for, this for a long time
1: <laughs>
0: um Getting off of the Bravo verse here, um, our, we have two um, new marriages that happened uh, this past week. Um, Big Brother 24's Michael Bruner um, has married his husband, Hayden. Uh, we got to know Michael um, and he talked a lot about Hayden on, on Big Brother 24. And so I'm um, very happy to see that the two of them um, got married. And then, of course, Tony Rains from The Challenge um, has married Alyssa Giacone. Giacone, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, but two marriages between people that we've, you know, we've seen for for quite a while now. Um, Kenzie, what are, what are your thoughts on both of those?
1: Yeah, so it's so funny when I saw you had the Tony as part of the stories today, I just laughed because I've been watching old challenges on Paramount Plus um, before I go to bed at night. and I was on episodes of like Battle of the Bloodlines and it was season Ooh. 1 or, or episode 1, sorry, excuse me. Um episode 1 and he cheats on his longtime girlfriend from the real world on the first night in the house. And so with I'm Christina. like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Christina. and I'm like I'm just so happy he finally grew up. It seems hopefully, I guess. But I was happy to see that and just knowing he's mm-hmm. been through a lot, I think um kudos i'm happy for him and then love to see um the big brother weddings getting so much spotlight i feel like it was everywhere in the press and i feel like that never happens but his little star studded reality tv event um and i'm just super happy for them as well it's exciting
0: yeah so it was episode one of bloodlines when tony got into like that physical fight with his brother too yeah that yeah. so that was a rough episode for Tony <laughs> um, but yeah that really does show I mean that was what let me think back so it was like 2015 I think so it's been about eight years now and it's really crazy to see how much he's grown up in in the last eight years I mean
1: really all of them like going back and watching yeah. some of them like, I genuinely am so happy for so many people like I've watched them grow up from being in their young 20s to older and just wiser and making smarter decisions obviously still having their crazy side but knowing how to like reel it in a little bit and make it more successful for their life outside of the challenge and yeah that was one I was like oh that was really relevant I literally watched that last (laughs) (laughs) night.
0: Perfect timing. Um, Well speaking of the challenge let's go ahead and get into the uh, finale that just aired this past week for the challenge USA season two. Uh, So Kenzie, you were with us when we did a cast preview for this season. Uh, So now that the season has aired fully, what did you think of the season overall? Um, Was there anything that surprised you um, in particular about the season and, and how it compared to season one of USA?
1: Yeah, so this is probably one of my favorite challenge seasons of all time, actually. I felt like it was really engaging and I feel, felt like every week I was pushing for something new to happen in the house. And I feel like almost that's kind of how big brother this season is where it's, I'm just like going with the tide of the house. And I <laughs> felt like I was doing that with the challenge this season, which is always like really exciting. Cause then if you're rooting for one person and they go home, it's not like the end of the season for you. Um, I think in comparison to season one, it was far beyond better from a casting perspective. I felt like the newbies really showed up. They still got swindled by the vets. Um, but like, for me, I'm such like a vet fan. I wanted that to happen. Um, but I'm so glad like some people just really stood their ground and went to war with them as much as they possibly could. I think i have to just say one thing the producing of the cbs version of the challenge needs to stop doing so many interviews with the person who's going into elimination that night and or going home like quit ruining it like just stick to the script like it's worked for 39 seasons now like mtv's got it down no need to like foreshadow what's going to happen because it almost ruins the whole episode so that's my only Mm. issue
0: No, it it's really funny you say that because this, it felt very kind of old school reality TV in a way with that, because I remember like this always used to be like a running joke on top chef where like the person who got the backstory every week was the one who went home. Like you knew who was going home because they, they would get a, you know, like a phone call shown with their family or like, you'd get like a little segment of them talking about what they're there for and how much it means to them. And you really saw that a lot of the time on the season of USA also, which um, I, I noticed that too. And yeah, I think that it almost like, but it didn't always necessarily indicate who went home. It seemed like it, but they but they were definitely at least in the elimination. So it sometimes yeah. it happened. Like I remember with Wes, like everyone, I, I definitely thought he was gonna go home um, the week when he was first in the elimination. And, you know, he started like really talking about how this was gonna be the end for him and blah, blah, blah. And then he went into elimination, but he didn't go home. (laughs) I think that was the week he was up against, was it Dusty? Yeah. Yeah. And then he thought he was going home. And then uh, he ended up winning that. But yeah, even so, it it definitely would have been a lot more unpredictable and uh, a a little more uh, fun to watch if, if it wasn't so telegraphed.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like... The rookies this season, I was really impressed with more than I thought I would be because I felt like even just going through the cast list with you last time I was on, I was like, I don't really remember these people from these shows, yeah. mostly survivor, because I just realized in that moment that I just don't <laughs> survivor as in depth as I used to. But I was like really proud of a lot of the people that were on there, I felt like they all had really good showings um which was also fun to watch mm-hmm. and they're actually very athletic and willing to compete
0: yeah no the survivor alliance was amazing and it's one of those things where i i wonder if it had been a normal challenge season where there were more vets in the mix and there actually were a good percentage of vets like i know they keep talking about oh there were only six of us really isn't true because people like paulie fessy josh are so out. much more invested in the vets than they are in the cbs people who they don't know at all because they were not on the same season um so uh, you know i think you count them with the vets but even so it still wasn't quite the number of vets i guess as a normal season um so i wonder if there had been a little more vets how well the rookies would have done but you know you could you know what ifs all day long they did amazing with what they had and they got a lot of the vets out really early on and showed that they weren't just going to you know go with them whatever they say try to go with them to the end they really you know stood their ground and and played a great game
1: yeah definitely and i think Really, it was funny with the whole vet scenario, especially Fessy. I feel like we just, I remember saying last time I was on here, I was like, I wonder how Fessy feels for not being considered a challenge (laughs) legend. And all I have to say is I double down. Like you are not a challenge legend. You are not even close to good at the game in any way, shape or form. And he definitely proved that once again, this season by doing absolutely nothing all season. And like being horrible in the final, I'm like, this is embarrassing. TJ left you a whiteboard notification. <laughs> like, like that's so embarrassing. I just, I can't. It was hilarious. I was like, justice for fourth me. Place Fessy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. He'll always make it to the final, but never get higher than fourth. <laughs> exactly. Um. But were there any uh, standout moments for you this season? I know you said it's one of your favorites of all time, which I agree with. I think this was an amazing, just well-rounded season um, that honestly is kind of what the flagship challenge in a lot of ways should be rather than what it's turned into. Um, but were there any big moments from the season that, that stood out from you in particular?
1: Yeah I I mean not like necessarily major moments but obviously Dusty I felt like had his little star-studded debut by being such a fangirl and like I think as someone who loves the vets like that really resonated with me and even my husband and a couple other people I know who watch the challenge on a regular basis so love Dusty hope to see him back that was awesome um other people like (laughs) Michaela being so paranoid all season and still like finding a way to get there with her individual challenge wins knowing that she made a lot of people like uneasy and on edge I really enjoyed that piece I'm trying to think uh Cassidy and Chris obviously were like on the steepest uphill battle of all century and I think both of them deserved that final more than anything such a bummer to see Cassidy go right at the final hour but like I was so beyond proud of Chris because he really had so much to prove especially coming from being the least deserving winner of survivor to being a challenge champion and having his back against the wall the whole game like what a great, like, way to end it. And then also he was running the final against three vets. Like, kudos to him, like, for getting that done. So, yeah, I would say those are, like, some of the, like, standouts. I'm trying to think if I'm missing any. You might have to remind me, but.
0: I don't, yeah, I, I don't know that there were any, I mean, like, in the beginning, there was a lot of drama, obviously, with, like, Amanda, Tori, Michelle, all that, Um, but once, Once Amanda left, like the drama really, I guess, left in that sense. But a lot of it was very gameplay related, which I love, you know, when when drama is more so gameplay related than personal. Like, I feel like it's just, it's a lot more organic and a lot less try hard, you know, sometimes it feels like with, with other types of drama. But I really just loved seeing this like kind of all women's survivor alliance with like Desi, Chanel, Michaela. Uh, or not, Desi Chanel Michaela um, I, I just love that trio just dominating things and I think it's so rare that you get this kind of all women's alliance like that on a show like this that is so successful and just makes all of them made it to the end um, so I really just I, I love that um, and yeah I mean I agree with you this was just a really really good season and I think that the, I I hope that a lot of them move over to the flagship show for for season 40 and beyond. And I would really be interested to see, I mean, how, you know, Desi, I I wonder now that she's won and made it to the final her first time, how, you know, if she becomes public enemy number one and and how she fares in a situation like that, because she's clearly really smart, really good at the game, really physically fit. And I, I'm just curious to see how she would do on on a, a flagship challenge.
1: Yeah, I think one of the good things about Desi, though, is that she is more quiet than others. And so I think there's just certain people like for example, Suri's still sitting in the big brother house. She's quiet. She stays under the radar. She knows when it's time to like jump in and stay out. And I feel like Desi has a lot of those similar qualities and that's going to make her successful because even though we all know that a Sari or a Desi is a major threat in the house, like, because she's so quiet, it almost like people will pass it up as like an opportunity to get her out. Like, she might be thrown in every once in a while closer to that end but I feel like she's strong enough to like hold her own and I still think like yes maybe public public enemy number one at the beginning of the season like a Johnny Bananas or a Wes but I think if she can swindle her way out of a few rough first weeks and a few rough end of the season weeks then she'll be a champion again.
0: Yeah and I think you know the challenge is so unique in the sense that you can be public enemy number one, but no one wants to go against you in elimination because there's a reason you're public enemy number one. And so, you know, I I think that she could just kind of make it through some Tory in a way that like, just nobody really wants to go against her. And so they're not going to put her in until they want to put her in against someone who they think could actually beat her, which probably wouldn't be very many people in the cast. And so, um, You know, she could probably kind of sneak by a little bit um, in the early weeks just because of that.
1: Yeah. And the stars really have to align for something like that to happen. I know like even just watching these old seasons of the challenge, everyone's like, Oh, like if CT loses, if CT loses, then we'll put in this person so that we'll know that we'll beat him. But like, it's really hard to get those perfect scenarios to align where the power, most powerful person in the house and another strong contender go at it in elimination. And so I, I really think she can be very successful.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Now we just saw the final uh, in in this past week. Um, What did you think of this final as compared to others that we've seen? Um, Do you think that I've seen a lot of commentary online of people not really loving this final. Um, What what did you think about it?
1: Yeah, I don't love the final. I don't love that they edited out the night portion of it. I feel like (laughs) every, unless you're reading like the headlines, which I don't feel like many people do. Um, Usually I get my headlines from you. And then I tell people (laughs) no one, no one I know, aside from you, goes out of their way to like read the headlines. Um, So I just feel like a lot of people don't know that that happened. And even my husband and I, when we were watching live, we're like, this seems so easy compared to every other final. And then I'm also thinking on the ax throwing challenge, like, the longer running route, I'm assuming everyone's running about like a 10, 11 minute mile at that point when your legs are tired and stuff. And that's a 12 minute delay on top of being like very physically drained in running a mile, 1.2 miles. Like I just, to me, the punishment of like not being able to throw an ax didn't fit the crime of having to run that far. I could see like a half a mile because what you get there in the side-by-side in two minutes you have a five minute delay. It's really a three minute because you couldn't throw an ax. Like to me, the like punishments, like put people too far out versus like not. And then I didn't understand the betting side of things when it came to it. I, it was tough, I guess. I don't know. It was like more hard to follow, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. I I think like the best way that I, I saw it described is that most finals are a marathon and this was kind of like more a sprint. Like, there was a lot of, you know, I guess typically, like, like you said, like, even if you're kind of put behind, you can kind of, it's long enough of a final that you can kind of work your way back. But it did feel like with this one, like, if you kind of got behind, like, if you couldn't throw the axe, like, that was just the one thing, like, your game, like, it was done. And yeah. that I don't love. I feel like the season is so long. They worked so hard to get there. Like, give them kind of, you know, give them a fair shot to 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 keep it you know give them a chance
1: yeah exactly I felt like just with the initial time penalties and the length of each portion of it just like it made it hard to like come back it made it hard to even really watch because you're like well there's no way someone's going to come back from that like as soon as Tori missed it I was like see ya like it's not right I yeah it was just um a little clunky to me in comparison to other finals and I feel like we don't need to make sections be sprints, I think we can do the long finals it gives people make it two episodes like gives people mm-hmm. a chance to really watch and dig in and hope for whoever they want to win to win
0: yeah I agree i i I wish that it had been two episodes and they could have shown the night portion you know add some add some portions to the final like make it yeah make it an event. I think like the final should be uh, feel like a big event and yeah. and this one kind of felt like, oh, it's over like <laughs> it's there and gone. <laughs>
1: Exactly. And all I have to say else on the final is Corey literally handed to you, did nothing all season on a silver platter. And you still found a way to ruin it for yourself. (laughs) Again, every time, like it's so bad. Like There's only one other person who's worse than Corey and it's Nelson. And it is sad to watch. I was just like, this is perfect for Corey. Like I love Corey as a person, but as a competitor, like he should be far and away better. Like he is a division one athlete. Mm -hmm. He is stronger than 90% of the cast. And I'm like, why are you not coordinated? Why can you not like do literally anything else other than lift a weight? Like it just, it doesn't make sense to me how he continues to ruin this for himself every single season
0: he should definitely have a victory by now and it's it's sad that that he doesn't and he's been on many seasons and i mean it's like Corey nani all these people who have been on like 10 plus seasons it's like just just give them a victory like just put them in a cast of like i don't know a bunch of former like Love Island people and just let them have their victory at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean too, even this upcoming season. I was like, why? Like this is their chance. And if they really yeah. mess it up this time, there's no I mean there's yeah. no contract at yeah. that point. But like, geez, Louise, there's mm-hmm. just no way. I mean, Nani's had her partner beat bananas twice now, and you still can't win. <laughs> like, I I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, for hopefully a season three upcoming for challenge usa are there any other cbs reality stars from survivor big brother amazing race anyone that uh that you're hoping to see on a potential season three
1: i don't know if there's anybody in particular that i'm like really hoping to see but i will say i feel like this season of the amazing race has like a lot of really cool and unique people that would do well on the Mm -hmm. challenge and i i I would like to hopefully see some of those people there and a little bit more of the Amazing Race crew show up for themselves so they're not just on their own little island. Mm -hmm. Um, I think from Big Brother, it's tough because I just like this season, I don't know if I see anybody like blending into this challenge world. I don't know. I literally can't think of a single person off the top of my head.
0: I see America doing well on the challenge
1: actually and matt oh i would love to see Matt.
0: it would really be interesting to see a a deaf person on the challenge i think that would be really interesting i wonder if they would do that
1: i would certainly hope so i've loved watching that as someone whose mother is deaf like it is really cool to see not only a deaf person on amazing race but and big brother this season um just really Mm -hmm. cool. I know we've had somebody who's deaf on Amazing Grace prior to this, but like just cool representation matters. And I would love to see that. And Matt is like perfect for the challenge. Like Mm -hmm. he's strong. Probably don't want to see him in any elimination. And I feel like he's likable. Like people want to go and talk to him. Like obviously the whispering and behind your back, things are hard for him, but like, I think he could really thrive in the challenge environment. Everyone else I'm like, "Mm -hmm." America. Yeah. I could see her like Corey would get his snapped into like i just don't see other anybody else really thriving
0: yeah i just i will say i hope that if they put matt on that they give him accommodations that he needs because that's obviously been a big topic of conversation on big brother this year and i hope cbs has learned their lesson if they put him on the challenge that they actually give him a fair chance
1: yep totally agree
0: um all right well let's move on to the challenge 39 battle for a new champion um we saw I'm not sure if you watched the little preview episode they had last week for it um but we are about to embark on this new season that is very unique very different from um any other challenge season i guess it would be most comparable probably to challenge 29 um which was uh the invasion of the champions season in the sense that there at least starts out with you know a bunch of people who have never won the show before um now that season we had the vets actually come into the game later on at this time they're not they're just coming in as mercenaries one by one but they're not actually coming into the game at all so Are you excited for this new season? What do you think of uh, this theme? And uh, yeah, what are your thoughts overall on it?
1: So as someone who just like loves the vets and has been watching the show for far too long and for far too many hours, I am bummed that we're not going to have anybody like even really vet at all. Like I... I don't know, everyone else who's been back like one or two times like are still very much rookies in my mind. And that was just kind of a bummer. I think what will be interesting though, is like seeing if like any of these new people can beat these vets in these eliminations. Like, I think that was one thing that was like really cool for me with Chris is like, I was like, what if Chris sends home Bananas and Wes in his rookie season? Like, that would be crazy. Like, I don't know if anyone could top that. Like, obviously Wes and Bananas are like senior citizens now, but I just think like something like that is really cool. And it would be really fun to see some of those people. Like I'm thinking Ed, Ed's his name, right? The one who he has yes,
0: the, yeah. from the circle, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, I felt like Ed had a really good first season, and I feel like he could be a really good challenge contender. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen him. I pretty much forgot about him, which sucks. But I feel like he could be someone who comes in and beats some of these vets in these eliminations and has like another good second season. And so, I'm just like looking for that next person who's like going to show up for the, the vets and the eliminations.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I actually really I understand why they're doing this and I do actually like the idea of it a lot because we've been kind of complaining for the last few years that they bring in 17 rookies and then we see maybe three of them on the following season and there's so many that it's like you get to know them during the season and then you never see them again it feels like and so I do like the fact that now it's like okay we're going to bring back a lot of these people who have been introduced in the past 2-3 seasons and that we've seen once maybe twice and we're really going to actually get to know them give them kind of a fair shot to do well create their own dynamics their own game see who does well and then you know kind of make them this new crop going into you know season 40 and beyond this kind of new crop of new, newer blood in the game. So I do really like that idea. I do agree with you that I wish that there were maybe some other people who have been on the challenge for a long time, but have never actually won. People like Corey, people like Nani, you know, who are very much veterans, but have never actually won, and they would still fit this theme. And I do think that even just bringing in, I don't know, maybe four or five of them, it doesn't have to be a lot, but just Some to kind of give some, you know, some history in the game, gives you some familiar faces. So it doesn't feel like Big T is the one who's done the most seasons, which is just kind of crazy to think about. (laughs) Uh, Which,
1: less that she's back. I missed her. I I know.
0: I'm really glad that she's
1: back. Love her energy.
0: Yes. Um, And I love that she's kind of doing the toast, like she's taken over for bananas (laughs) in, in that sense.
1: I, yeah. I couldn't ask for anyone else to do that, but yeah, I agree with you. I feel like just this last season of challenge USA had the perfect like ratio of people who have been on are like true challenge veterans champions, like, and then vets who have been on, but like, aren't really quite that champion level, or maybe haven't been on as long, or newer to the game and then complete rookies. Like I felt like that balance and ratio was really strong. And that's why we got to know so many different people and why we had a mix of all of that in the final. And so I would have loved to see, like you said, just a few more of those vets who've never won before, but I'm excited. I am glad those people who we haven't seen in a minute are coming back because I do think a lot of them have potential. We just haven't had the chance to see it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that it's interesting you brought that up because there was something that I was thinking about in terms of like differentiating the main challenge from Challenge USA. I almost think that this is kind of what I almost would have thought that they should do for Challenge USA in terms of they, having MTV vets on Challenge USA to me when it was first announced felt very weird. And it was like, how is this any different from the MTV challenge anymore? And like kind of maybe having the full cast be, you know, just CBS people and then bringing in vets for eliminations like this to kind of have them in the mix a little bit, have them, you know, uh, for challenge fans watching the show, not Survivor fans, not Big Brother fans who are, you know, watching for those people, but to kind of have them be like, okay, well this is going to, you know, be a real challenge because we're going to make you compete against the best of the best, but not having them in the game itself. Like, I almost feel like what they've done for this season is kind of like almost should have been switched from Challenge USA.
1: Yeah, I I would have liked that idea a little bit more. I think it's just like jolting to have like this Mm -hmm. major and I'm like I don't know if we're ready for this like you just seasoned us for 38 seasons I mean I've been watching the show since before I even entered middle school like I I you can't change me and this was like a big change and I just am not ready for
0: it yeah and I think like look it's obviously this isn't the future of the show forever like season 40 I'm sure is going to be very veteran heavy of course and so I I do think that for a one season thing I think that this season will, even if during the moment of watching it, we're a little bummed not to see them. I think we will appreciate it in hindsight. The fact that we got this season to hopefully get to know a lot of people who end up being bigger names on the show. Cause look, invasion got us a lot of names that we got to know very well. People like Marie, Kayla, Sylvia, um, Hunter, you know, uh, even like, you know, people who debuted a season or two before, like Ashley, Amanda, like they really kind of became bigger names because of that season. And so I hope and think that a lot of people will have a similar situation here.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's just jolting and tough. And I think it's the perfect time knowing that we're going into season 40, which is crazy yeah. to think about. But knowing, yeah, like you said, just will be very traditional and vet heavy is what at least I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So you mentioned that, you know, Ed, you think maybe has the potential to do well this season. Is there anyone else you hope will be doing well that you expect to to make it far during the season that we should keep an eye out for?
1: Yeah. I am so obsessed with Olivia and Horacio. I felt like their rookie season was amazing. And honestly, like, especially Olivia, like I would have never pegged her to be someone like she is in a competitive place. And she really proved me wrong and literally probably everybody else wrong. And I, especially after her little gruesome injury that I still like shiver when I think about I feel like they were so strong the two of them and I think that they could be really successful both on their own and in teams and pairs I think they're well liked I think they're smart individuals and I think that they're physically capable of doing it so I wouldn't be surprised if they had a really good season I'm trying to think of um Raven I felt like had a really good first couple challenges um in her rookie season I feel like Johnny because she was with Johnny, right, from Love Island? Yes. Yeah. I felt like Johnny didn't make the connections in the house with the guys, and that was who was really leading the vote at the time, and that caused her departure from the challenge. And it was obviously probably really scary for the vets to be like, these two rookies just won two challenge- daily challenges right off the bat, and that's threatening to their game. And so I think she's physically capable. I think she can do a really good job, and we'll see. And then Mariah, I think, is the same way. Like, she just – was stuck with the wrong person and I think she could be successful too I'm curious what your thoughts are though because there's a lot of a lot of interesting people this season
0: yeah no I, I agree with you I love Horacio and Olivia I think that they are the the faces of the show like now I mean this season it seems like just in the promos and everything like they are really painting them as like the next big it couple and they're not even a couple <laughs> for the show um I think just a lot of like the I mean we saw it in the I don't know what you call it like the episode zero I guess um that a lot of the ride or die girls kind of are, are trying to stick together so like Norris, Olivia, Raven or not Raven wasn't even in that was she? Uh, Mariah, Michelle um I, I could see them really at least in the early days kind of controlling things um you know if they actually stick together which we'll see <laughs> but um it seems like they have a lot of numbers um as compared to other groups and so i i would i know like we said on on usa2 i would love for another female alliance to make a far um we don't we just don't see it often enough so when when we have potential for it i i always hope that it turns into something um but i mean like you know big t like said, is that is done the most seasons now so is she gonna kind of be like the vet that people look to for
1: <laughs> I hope not, but I hope they just like look to her as a friend but not for game advice
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> I, and also like someone like Melissa you know hasn't been on in a while but she's definitely kind of a more OG of this group, if you will. Um, So I wonder if she's going to kind of be outnumbered just because she doesn't necessarily come in with a lot of connections of knowing people or whether, um, you know, again, people kind of look to her as more of like a veteran of the game. Um, I don't know. I I think, um, you know, I think Jay is uh a strong competitor um i don't know if he's actually gonna you know socially <laughs> do so well but i i mean i think that you know he is physically um he look he took that cd um
1: oh i totally agree I, I just thought jay was in challenge timeout why because i think he broke his covid policies and went out oh when he-
0: that's right i guess the, i guess the season filmed at uh, like I think this might have been one of the first seasons filmed, like, outside of COVID that w- didn't have all the same protocols.
1: Yeah. I just, I know that they were, like, very mad about that, and so they weren't inviting him back on anything. <laughs> and and oh. so when Jay, I was like, oh, did you run out of people? You had to take Jay off of timeout?
0: <laughs> Look, they brought Polly back.
1: I know. I was like, we're taking everyone off. Polly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they brought, And they brought Kara back this season for to a certain degree. and And is on the uh, lost, long lost All Stars four season. So, <laughs> yeah. whenever that's going to actually air? Yeah, uh, that
1: means- yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. I I, I think I think my my suspicion is that they're saving that because they're going to air it either on CBS or MTV because of this COVID. Uh, the, well, I guess MTV doesn't need it, but CBS I could see them putting it on uh, because they need strike content,
1: but. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. But um, anyways. That's
1: funny. I think Jay will be fine. Jay just needs to not be so cocky.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that Jay has a lot of potential, but if he can get out of his own way, I think that he could he could do really well. Um, but we saw a little bit in the preview episode about the format for the season so there's three phases to this season control which is the early season when everyone apparently works together on one team i guess they're looking to like build their bank account i'm not sure exactly do you know i i can't remember exactly if they described how it works um in terms of them all working together what that means exactly i'm um,
1: not 100 sure but i would love the return of a bank account and yeah. a free those headphones for winning the daily challenges. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't need that part, but and I do like the idea of the team bank account.
0: Oh my God. But <laughs> it's like <laughs> I loved when um on a, a side note, but um on the season of Big Brother when they brought back the pressure cooker competition, how everyone was like, Oh my god, please give them like a one year like subscription to Netflix. Like <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, the second uh, phase of the game is uh, chaos, where they are working in teams and pairs, and there—that's when they face the vets in eliminations. So um, each week, a veteran will come in. If they beat the veteran, then they nobody goes home that week. If they lose to the veteran, the veteran takes, I believe, part of the um, prize money uh, for the season. So um, they, you know, everyone wants the (laughs) the current challenger to win. Um, And then the last phase is conquest, which is an individual phase for the end of the game. So what do you think about that that, uh, format for the season?
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes MTV gets in their own way of like trying to be too creative and too unique instead of just like one simple concept, like, Honestly, that might throw them off more by just sticking to one thing for the entire game Um, and just sometimes making it confusing, not only for the people watching, but the people playing it and just making things a little messy or causing things to happen that probably don't need to happen or won't happen. I, I don't know. For me, I'm good with like very simple versions of the challenge. Like I thought it was just as entertaining when they played in two teams and they used to throw dodgeballs on water platforms at each other. So like the fire, the teams, the different phases, the, all the fancy new stuff that the challenge world has brought, like is cool. And I don't, dislike it. I'm just saying my mind is very simple and I don't think the phases and stuff needs to happen. I think it'll be interesting especially to see them work together. I hope that that helps them get to know each other so that when backstabs do happen that they are much more impactful and interesting to watch as a viewer, but aside from that I guess I don't really care what the format is as long as it's not like lopsided or just weird in general.
0: Mhm. I just think yeah it's a product of the seasons now being so long that they don't need to be this long like the last two seasons have been 19 episodes and to me that's just I, I don't know six 14 to 16 I think is perfect because
1: right. and it's just I get confused like I forget like sometimes I'll be at the end of a season I forget who was even on it at the beginning like, oh my I'm
0: god like, it feels there? like I mean, again, to compare it to Big Brother, it's like this season's 100 days of Big Brother and it's like the things that happen in like week, the first two, three weeks, it's like, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. And I just think like there's a, there's an art to the season being the right length, And I think like 14 to 16 episodes to me, like it's long enough to where you really like, you get to know the people. It doesn't feel too short, too rushed and quick, but it's, long, it's short enough to where, they don't need to do they feel they need to do all of these different like twists and things and ways to have weeks where nobody goes home and or have to start with 36 people and then you don't get to know any of them in the beginning and like like a season of a good you know 28 to 30 people and just like you know a simple format is is good to me and
1: yep I guess exactly.
0: it's just MTV not having any other content and needing to make the seasons go as long as possible.
1: I just always say TJ's budget got so big. Oh my
0: God. Yeah, every season. <laughs> um, And looking ahead to the future, is there anything that you hope to see for season D? Big celebration, I'm sure, that will come for season 40. What are you hoping to see?
1: I, I want to see all of it. Like, I want to see all the people that I like love the most. Like I would love to see all stars even on there in some capacity. Like, even if it's just teaming up with one of the senior citizens in a challenge and carrying them along, like that would fulfill my destiny and like really bring it full circle for a very big season, like 40. Um, I would love to keep the format as simple as possible. But, as with that, I would love to see like all the very key people in the challenge, and especially those that like oh, never mind, just like those that we haven't seen in a while that are still like big challenge names, like a hunter or somebody like that, like I would love to see them come back for something like this. I know they're probably like the Bethany Frankles of the world, but um. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I just want to see the people that I've watched for so long all together and less of the new people from all around the globe. Like, I don't think that's really the time or the place to introduce them to something like this.
0: Yeah, no, I think my guess is going to be, it's kind of, of, in a lot of ways, be the opposite of 39, where I think it's going to be, I I think probably there's going to be no rookies is just my guess, I, I think, or very, very, very few at the very least um and i wonder if they're gonna try to do 40 people like they did 30 for dirty 30 i wonder if they're gonna try to do 40 it's not that unheard of like they've had seasons with 36 at the very least maybe even more that i'm not remembering um so have just adding four to that isn't too unheard of um but if they do that i hope that that is a sign that they're not gonna try to like have weeks where nobody goes home or you know like like last season when they like had the redemption in the house and like then you know nobody went home for like four weeks basically um hopefully you know they had enough people they wouldn't do that um and yeah I think I I could see them absolutely going way back and, and bringing back people who maybe have Maybe they've done All-Stars, you know, but they haven't been on the main show in a while. I hope to see a lot of this last USA cast rookies. Um, I think that, you know, again, it would be really interesting to see people like Desi, like um, uh, Michaela, I would love to see, um, Cassidy. Um, And then, you know, I'm sure there will be a good chunk of people who prove themselves on this season on 39 um and uh and make a name for themselves here and they can go to 40 and really prove it by competing against the best of the best Uh, yeah I think that'll be really interesting and I hope I just hope they go big I hope they you know really go all out for it but also like you said keep it very simple individual game I think would be great you know, don't let anyone have their game ruined on a season as big as that because of a partner or because of a weird format. Like just let them play.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I honestly think like if we're going to do 40, like if we have a guy and a girl elimination every week, I think that would be fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like keeping the pace going a little bit. But I do think like there's a lot of older people on the challenge, not necessarily all of the All-Stars, but there's some like Derek Kosinski, like I feel like he could easily be on. Obviously, Brad still thinks he can do this. He's still doing his little midlife crisis on the challenge again. Can you change his name or something? I I have no idea. I
0: saw that. Like he was
1: equally unwell. But (laughs) I know he's going to be on this upcoming season as one of the.
0: Oh, right. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I I mean, there's like people like that, that I feel like are very capable still and still could have a good season and at least negotiate a contract to get good per episode things and hang in there with everybody. And like you said, there's still a lot of really good people from newer seasons that could really show up. But I would just like to have like a good wholesome cast that doesn't consist of people I barely know.
0: Right, right, exactly um well I think that pretty much uh is uh, we I think we covered everything and um I'm yeah excited for the season and um I'm sure we will um as the season goes on we will continue to cover it and look ahead for uh All Stars 4 if that ever airs and, <laughs> and season 40 hopefully in the near future here so Kenzie thank you so much for joining me this was so much fun
1: of course. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and and thank you all for listening. And uh, we will catch you all next week. So chat with y'all later. Bye everyone.